as memorable and exciting a run as the Hoosiers men's or women's basketball programs have had in the Big Ten tournament came to an end on Sunday for the women's team as they fall to Iowa in the championship game. Going to recap the whole weekend, take a look at what the Hoosiers did, why it's so memorable, and also going to look back on the men's basketball team falling to Purdue and where they stand heading into the Big Ten tournament this week. It's a packed episode today, so buckle up. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, March 7th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. Specifically speaking, your first listen every day. A reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere episodes daily at 7 a.m. Make sure you guys are subscribed over there. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineup you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. As I said, the women's basketball team had one of the most fun, one of the only times they've uh, a lengthy run in the Big Ten tournament either program's ever had. Comes to an end in front of a near record attendance at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on Sunday. We were there all weekend. Going to recap Sunday's game specifically and this weekend as a whole, as well as that men's game that frustratingly ended like so many of them have this season just short of victory got a lot to touch on in today's episode before we dive into all that as always you can subscribe to locked on hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers and on instagram at locked on hoosiers so today's uh or i should say sunday's Uh, Big Ten Championship game, Iowa for the third time this season, downs the Hoosiers 74-67. to It ended one of the most fun uh, runs in the Big Ten tournament I can ever remember for the Hoosiers. It's a short list, but that does not take away at all what these women did this weekend. Uh, We were in attendance, as I said. Uh, we had a podcast coming out come out on Friday and Saturday with content from uh, the Big Ten tournament. We're not going to have any videos in today's episode because I think it's going to be a long episode as is. We might sneak some in uh, later this week, but today's game was kind of the culmination of that, and it was a team that really seemed to um, grab the attention of fans, and the result was an absolutely packed Gamebridge Fieldhouse today. Iowa, to their credit, was a huge traveling fan base. IU filled up uh, well, well more than their share as well. And that was a game that felt like a big game. It felt like a an Elite Eight, a Final Four type of game. Those are two very, very talented team, 
uh, teams. Ultimately, the Hoosiers just kind of ran out of gas. It was their fourth game in four days against an Iowa team that is tough even on full rest, and the Hoosiers just uh, down the stretch could not find the baskets, could not find the defensive stops. Part of that is because Monica Sinano is still really, really, really good. She's been the thorn in the Hoosier side in each of these meetings. On Sunday, she goes for 30 points and 10 rebounds on 13 of 18 shooting. IU really had no answer for her. Mackenzie Holmes, we'll talk more about her. She made huge improvements this week, uh, but still she was playing her fourth game in four days, coming off knee surgery. Uh, even the other Hoosiers, nobody could really um, slow her down. And, it, and I that's not even anything against IU. I'm going to be surprised if any team in the country is going to be able to slow her down. Uh, she is a super, super talented player. Who they did slow down was Caitlin Clark, who I know has drawn a lot of attention. Um, huge shout out to Nicole Cardano Hillary, who absolutely, <laughs> it's incredible the stamina she has. Played 39 minutes on Sunday, highest on the team for the Hoosiers. Was tasked with guarding Caitlin Clark for a large, large chunk of those. Got Clark into foul trouble, was under her skin to say the least. Clark has 18 points on 6 of 17 shooting. Uh, every team in, in the country would love to be able to hold Caitlin Clark to that. So uh, the Hoosiers held her in check, which is something they've done in general. Uh, just a general, I mean, Nicole Cardano hillary is one of the toughest defenders in the country, hence her making the all-defensive team. Uh, but she, it was, <laughs> I marveled at her through four days the amount she's running around hustling and how she never look, really looked tired until maybe the very, very end of that game. Uh, huge hat tip to her, but uh, it was her and Grace Berger on Sunday doing it all for the Hoosiers. Uh, Cardano Hillary did, it, did a lot of her uh, scoring early. She had 19 points, uh, seven rebounds. On Saturday, she led the Hoosiers in scoring. Or excuse me, in rebounding with eleven rebounds, a five foot six guard. Twelve of her nineteen points came in the first half, though. Uh, Grace Berger did all it seemed she could. Uh, she had twenty points, but really had to work for her shots. And down the stretch, um, the Hoosiers just couldn't get shots to fall. Uh, they looked tired. They couldn't get to their spots. And the handful of times they did have open shots, they were short. Just a, a team that looked like they'd lost their legs, which is understandable considering what they had done. Uh, I was worried about that coming into this game. Uh, I Indiana really held Iowa in check in terms of pace. Uh, the, I mean, you look back to the first game IU and Indiana played, and it was in the 90s, 96-92. Today it was 74-67. IU really did a good job of keeping the pace under control and slowing the game down because that was the only way they were really going to be able to win this game. But ultimately, um, they just didn't have the gas for it late. And I was a really, really good team that's going to go really, really deep in the tournament. It was a game of runs, especially in the second half. Uh, IU had a 12, I believe it ended up being a 12-0 run, sandwiched on either side of the first and second half that let them take a, a lead. Iowa answered, IU answered. Eventually, it was Iowa who made the last run that IU didn't really have an answer for. 
Um, and it's a shame, but it, it never took away from the game. It was a close game throughout, big plays on both ends throughout. I think overall, looking kind of big picture, what IU really did this weekend was reestablish itself. Um, this is something I talked about in Saturday's episode, in case you guys didn't hear it. That win over Maryland, um, and then following it up with a win over Ohio State, the top-seeded Buckeyes, the way IU ended the season, three straight losses, four in their last five, was frustrating. It also took some of the wind out of the sails. And um, Coach Morin talked about how they have looked at this season as kind of three mini-seasons, non-conference play, conference play, Big Ten tournament. Once they got done with conference play and that that ending, they just kind of shelved it, tossed it aside, and started anew. And by going out, by beating Rutgers, by beating Maryland, by beating Ohio State, they kind of reestablished that, yeah, we're really damn good. And they reminded everyone that they were one of the best teams in the country and that that stretch to end the season wasn't going to define them. It was going to only make them stronger. And they regained a lot of the momentum, probably all the momentum that they had kind of lost to end the regular season. So this was huge for them in so many ways, uh, whether it be just kind of the lasting legacy of what this team and this run will do for the program. But in the moment, what this does psychologically for this team going into the NCAA tournament, um, they're going to host tournament games. They might have even played their way onto the three-seed line. We'll see Selection Sunday is a week away. Uh, it'll be after the men's show. So we'll see then, but a superb weekend. We'll talk about some of the specific players, how they performed over the weekend as a whole. First, though, football might be over, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is a week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? We've done our homework and we're running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor and Pick'em. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain some new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family and your pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be made available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We're looking forward to seeing and beating you there. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. 
Make sure you check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you an in-depth breakdown on every matchup. There were a lot of key figures in this uh, IU team over the weekend. A pair of them made the all-tournament team. Uh, Nicole Cardano hillary and Grace Berger were named to the team, as well as Sonano and Clark for Iowa and J.C. Sheldon for Ohio State. Um, I voted for Jazz Shelley from Nebraska over Sheldon. I had the other four on the team. Nebraska upsets Michigan and hung with Iowa in the first half. Uh, Caitlin Clark had 41 points in that game, so she made sure there wasn't any upset there. But that Nebraska team, I thought, deserves some love, and Jazz Shelley played really well for them during this tournament. Um, most outstanding player was given to Clark. Uh, I voted for Sonano. It might have been a little bit of recency bias. I honestly think either one of them could have could have won it, would have been deserving of it. Sonano just being unstoppable in the championship game swayed it a little bit for me. But Berger, uh, she was just the consistent threat she's been all season for the Hoosiers. Um, it's incredible how she's always this consistent, calm, smooth player that never seems rushed. Had so many big shots for Indiana a couple times in the Iowa game, uh, twice actually. She stayed composed, had shots just before the end of quarters that those are points that um, other teams would leave on the table. And for an IU team that needed every basket it could manage on Sunday, those were big to keep them within reaching distance and help them make a run in the second half to give them a lead. So uh, it's it was a fascinating experience to watch her live because she looks just as calm in person as she does on the on the tv uh and never rattled never hurried always under control Allie patberg and nicole cardano hillary stepped up at different times patberg was monster in the rutgers game and had a season high in three pointers cardano hillary um Struggled at times, but as I mentioned, that Ohio State game, she led the team in rebounding with 11 rebounds, uh, hit some big buckets down the stretch in the fourth quarter, did the same in Maryland. Uh, what's always separating her is that no matter what she's doing on offense, she's always bringing a high, high level of defense. Uh, and then in that Iowa game on Sunday, she was the one that kind of shot out of the gate, her and Grace Berger both, to uh, give IU – um, some life early on. So those two, Pat Berg and Cardano Hillary, stepped up at different times in different games, had some big moments for the Hoosiers. Mackenzie Holmes might have been the one that take, took the biggest steps forward for Indiana. She needed this weekend, uh, both in terms of just minutes on the court. The more minutes she played, the, more, the better she looked. Uh, she looked incredible in that Maryland game, and Again, Indiana needed it. They needed that version of McKenzie Holmes. Came back to the Ohio State game, um, still made a huge impact. And I thought at times in the, not even at times, for most of that Iowa game, she made life difficult for Sonano, whether it was um, battling her on the catch to not even let her get going, whether it was forcing her into tough shots, 
had a couple blocks as well. Um, I didn't, I mean, statistically, she didn't have maybe a an eye-popping night. Um, she finished with 11 points, only took four field goals, was four or five from the line, had seven rebounds, got into foul trouble, as you're always going to do against Sonano. But I thought she played well. She looks really close to her old self. Um, she's not 100% there. She wouldn't put a, a number on it, which is fair, but she's really close to her old self. Getting a week and a half off now for her to keep building up is going to be huge for her specifically to try to continue building up some of that endurance because um, Coach Morin mentioned you can really still only play her in kind of two-and-a-half-minute bursts before she needs to come out. So building up that endurance so you don't have to take her out quite as much um, is really big or will be really big. She still only played 29 minutes on Sunday, so I think that's going to be the big next step for her. Lexa Goulbay and Chloe Moore McNeil, they had big performances in different ways. Uh, Goulbay struggled a bit. Um, she was the focus of Rutgers defensively, not to let her get going, and that's what led to Grace Berger and Allie Patberg playing well. She offensively struggled a bit against Maryland, but was really good defensively and really, really good on the boards. And then woke up on Saturday sick and didn't even, uh, the team didn't even think she was going to be able to play. Had a little bit of a Michael Jordan flu game. Um, looked like she might have got an IV to get some fluids in her. Um, played in the more in the second half than the first half. I think it was the second quarter or late in the first quarter before she got in the game. Um, she looked decent in that game and then came back on. Sunday, she she had 11 points, but only three of 10 shooting, six rebounds. She took her bumps uh, against Sonano as well. So it was a little up and down for her, but strong performances. Chloe Moore McNeil was enormous, and she, her development is one of the biggest, um, maybe under the radar type of things for this Hoosier team. When uh, Mackenzie Holmes went down, Chloe Moore McNeil was the one that they turned to. And she has been absolutely huge for this team. That Ohio State game when Alexa Goulbay, excuse me, was a surprise non-starter. Uh, Chloe Moore McNeil comes in and scores seven points uh, quick in that first quarter, and looks like she doesn't miss a beat. And they they have a player now that they can uh, turn to for big minutes and big games. She played 19 minutes on. Sunday and has complete trust. Uh, the coaching staff has complete trust in her. So she was really, really big on the weekend, especially that Ohio State game. Um, Ohio State liked to press. And one of the benefits of having Chloe Moore McNeil out there instead of Ghoul Bay is it gives you another kind of ball handler. And it led to IU just torching the press in the first half and forcing Ohio state to come out of it. Um, Ohio state had a little more success in the fourth quarter when they were going for broke with it, but ultimately uh, IU was able to handle that pretty easily. And Chloe Moore McNeil was a big reason why last person we haven't mentioned and didn't mention much this weekend is Keandra Brown. She was pretty limited due to a hip injury. She aggravated it in the 
regular season finale against Maryland uh, was pretty limited this weekend. Um, she straight up did not play against Rutgers. She warmed up in the other games, but played very, very sparingly. I believe it was only a matter of seconds against Maryland. Uh, only played two minutes on Sunday. So having a week and a half off for her to get healthy will be big as well. This is an exciting time for this women's team. Now they get to kind of recuperate, rest. It's one of the things I like about women's basketball is in men's basketball, uh, say IU goes on a run, they have four games in four days. Um, that There's almost a catch-22 with that because then – You've kind of exhausted yourselves a bit and then have to turn around and go right into the NCAA tournament with the women's team. IU has this memorable run in the Big Ten tournament, and now they get some time to recuperate so it doesn't hurt them in the long run. Uh, and we'll wait and see. We'll get we'll get you guys caught up on some bracketology as it comes out this week. But IU securely uh, in the top 16 overall, and I think I would not be surprised if they moved up to even a number three seed in some of these brackets as well. Now, now that we've said all these good things about bracketology in the college or in the March Madness tournament, let's talk about the men's team. Huh, what a what a time. Talk about them and their loss against Purdue and where they are standing heading into their biggest week of the season. Speaking of March Madness, man, do I love March Madness. I love these brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep and even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes single game Pick'em pits the star player against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from these handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who and what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. With the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, terms and conditions apply. It's about the time I've given up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. Have you guys tried their puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good, they're going to be your new favorites. The best part is how good they are for you. High in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carb. 
compare them to whatever your favorite candy bar is, and they have these guys crushed. Head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order of those puffs today. Uh, or if you just want to stick to the regular Built Bars, still get that 15% off with promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Put some heat on Saturday because men's team was wrapping up another frustrating loss as they seem bound for the NIT. And that was as the women's team was up on the number one seed, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, just general frustration. Maybe I got caught up in the heat of the moment a bit and uh, tweeted off some things about there's a really good basketball program in Indiana right now, and it is the women's team. And to me, that's the one that should be getting a lot of the coverage right now. That's the one we've covered more, uh, as the especially over the last week. Um, and maybe I went too far, but if I'm going down, it's because I'm going down watching the women's team. That being said, I watched the men's game from courtside at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, that was a frustrating loss as all these losses have been this season uh admirable that they made it close uh but you don't really get any brownie points on that from the selection committee um xavier johnson was incredible as he always is uh 18 points 12 assists two turnovers three steals i mean it's it's repeating myself at this point this team is night and day when you have good Xavier Johnson and bad Xavier Johnson. He was great Xavier Johnson for 39 minutes and 55 seconds on Saturday. Some of the passes he found trace with around the rim. Some of those lobs were incredible. Trace was great as well. I'll talk about him in a second, but I mentioned 39 minutes and 55 seconds because no matter how great Xavier was, that was a really, really, really bad final possession. I understand what he was trying to do in drawing the foul. I understand that maybe it was a foul. I don't know if it was. You're not really ever going to get that call unless it's really egregious. Um, I didn't love that final possession. I would have rather him keep dribbling and try to take something closer that isn't off balance seeking a foul that is never called. Whether it should or shouldn't be is a fair argument, but it's not called. So you're kind of putting yourself in a position to just be mad at that. And I didn't love it. It was hard to get mad at him though, because IU isn't even in a position where they can tie or win the game on that final possession without him. So it was overall great from Xavier on the day. Trace, uh, I know we, I myself have kind of criticized him for getting into foul trouble playing against some of the other great bigs in the league. That wasn't really the case on Saturday. 15.6 rebounds. I thought he defended really well against these guys. I thought he finished really well, especially in the second half. Um, one of his better games in maybe all season against some of these guys like Zach Eady, like Kofi Coburn, guys like that. Um, really, really, really strong performance from him. Miller Cop was really big in that second half, 14 points, five and nine shooting overall, four of six from three. He was long, long overdue for that one. Uh, it was really nice to see him go, get going. Race Thompson was integral, as he always is. 
uh, especially in the early going. Nine points, ten rebounds. Um, really strong showing from him. I got a little worried because IU seemed pretty reliant on him early on when he didn't score there and they got down pretty big. I thought this is kind of what I expected and what I feared. Uh, ultimately, again, huge, huge props to the Hoosiers for uh, one of their best defensive displays of the season and really gutting this one out. Again, Parker Stewart with a chance to uh, hit some big shots late and struggled. Oof is all I can say. I, I don't want to badmouth anyone or anything like that. And Parker Stewart, just like Miller Cop was due, Parker Stewart's due, and hopefully he explodes in this game against uh, Michigan in the Big Ten tournament and leads us to a really, really big victory. But it was really, really frustrating on Saturday to see him get some more open looks and struggle. So put that one behind us. Joe Lenardi still has the Hoosiers really, really close to the bubble. And, I mean, generally speaking, IU is among the first four out, which means, despite everything, if they win a game in the Big Ten tournament, they could move to the other side of that bubble line. They win two, and they guarantee themselves in. I refuse to put any faith into IU playing well in the Big Ten tournament because that is how you get frustrated. That being said, they have the chance because they will play Michigan on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. That is a very beatable Michigan team. And while I think if the goal is to get two victories – the Michigan State-Wisconsin path that it looked like it was going to be um, was an easier path. If you're looking at one team in that region or in that area that the Hoosiers could beat and maybe make up the most ground, it would be Michigan, who is also a tournament or a bubble team. Um, so in that sense, IU is going to have the chance to really, really play their way into this tournament. I'm not even going to worry about this Illinois team, who I think is a bad matchup, until they get to that point. But this Michigan team, it's a beatable team. Uh, IU played one of its worst defensive games of the year against them, and Michigan sh did shoot unseasonably well. It was mainly because they were open, but it's a winnable game. That is what we'll say for today, because we have a couple days to preview this one. And that we will. Hoping to get a special guest on to preview IU and the Big Ten tournament as a whole this week. Regardless if we get any guests or not, we will be previewing the Big Ten tournament and Michigan. So stay tuned this week. It'll be all men's basketball because the women's basketball team has time off. We might talk a little bracketology, but the women's basketball team has a week off. This is a week for the men's basketball team to get their act together, get things right, and get into the NCAA tournament. Thanks again for listening or for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about this IU-Michigan game in the Big Ten tournament. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight, analysis, and college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get the podcast. Probably talk about the guys from IU that performed or will be performing at the NFL Combine as well here in the coming days. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. 
Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Really appreciate the love and support. It's going to be a big couple weeks here as March Madness is fully underway. Leave a rating and review while you're over there. Uh, most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Monday. I know it's the beginning of the week, but uh, I hope it's a great beginning of the week for you guys. And Elio. <laughs>